Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. This is a doozy. Trying to figure out an entry point into this story was pretty tricky. Uh, Let's just say cults, exclamation mark, question mark. Cults and family strife. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Today's story takes us to Brazil, and we want to start by thanking multiple listeners, including friend of the show, EMW, uh, for hipping us to this very strange case that is currently unfolding. A lot of times we're careful when we explore unfolding cases because the information may change, you know, at any given moment. Uh, But we're going to give you the facts as they stand now. You're right, Matt. This story includes family, 
at the heart of it, right, uh, which is misleadingly wholesome in the sound. Uh, it includes allegations of cults, gospel, government, conspiracy, and crime. This is the yet unfinished story of Flor de Lige dos Santos de Sousa. Uh, we are not Portuguese speakers, so please pardon any uh, mispronunciation speed bumps here. Uh, the name might be unfamiliar to a lot of our fellow listeners outside of Brazil. So it's... <sighs> It's tough to figure out how to unravel this Gordian knot of grisly crime. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Here are the facts for anybody who is not Brazilian. Who is Flor de Lish? Yeah, uh, Flor de Lish dos Santos de Souza. I hope I did that okay. Was born in 1961 uh, in a favela in Rio de Janeiro. And that's essentially a slum. If, any, if anyone's ever seen um, the movie City, City of God, God that's yeah. a great uh, kind of inroad into the a little bit of the politics, uh, the crime inner workings, and also the, the living situations of this part of, of the country. Um, Florida Lee's early life uh, was defined by a lot of uh, tragedy, but also kind of the notion of being saved and, and being uh, taken in by religion um, in a very, very transformative way. At the age of 14, she lost both her father and her brother in a car accident, um, and she found peace and comfort and solace in church, in the church, uh, when she was very, very young. Her family was active in uh, evangelical communities, and as a child, Flor de Lis would visit different churches, uh, which were uh, referred to in the area often as evangelical cults, um, and she was a big part of the what we guys I guess we could probably describe as gospel singing um, in various church choirs, but it was much more of that uh, very kind of highly energetic and almost a form of a reverie that you you know experience where, where like the word of the God is moving through you in song. Yeah, and. Song, music within the church really would be one of the biggest defining things in her life. I mean, also as well as the tragedy also that we've, we've mentioned there. Um, but the, the music is what ends up making this a story that we are telling you about right now in this weird way. The music takes her on this path to, uh, to where it led really. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point, Matt. So she was like many, many uh, people of faith in Brazil. She was active in the evangelical movement. Uh, she lived a very wholesome life from the outside. Eventually, she married. She had several children, and she was later uh, tragically abandoned by her husband. But her charitable work began attracting media attention. Uh, in 1993, when she was 32 years old, she began conducting social work programs to assist impoverished drug users, drug abuse being a, you know, a huge problem in a lot of low-income areas of, of the world, not just Brazil. And she met one Anderson do Carmo de Sousa. She would go on to marry Anderson. There is Way more to this story, but just remember those facts for now. There was also a marked age difference. Flor Delish was 16 years older than Anderson. Uh, you know, no judgment. A lot of people have beautiful relationships with age differences, right? And she reached another incredibly unusual milestone that same year. She adopted children. And, you know, a lot of us in the audience today, we 
are maybe adopted ourselves, or we have adopted children, or we know someone who has, and we know that it can be a a tremendously difficult process, right? Uh, I think we talked about foreign adoptions too in the past briefly. But what made what made Florida Leash's adoption process so unique? Well, she didn't adopt one child or, uh, you know, maybe siblings or something. She adopted um, victims of a tragedy, children whose families were killed in a major incident there in, in the favela where she lived. And there were 37 children that she adopted. Mm-hmm. 37. You that, yeah, you heard that correctly. 37 all at once, by the way. There's a strange note there, right? A little bit of a discordant note in our song or an inspiring one, depending on how familiar you become with the story. It didn't stop there. As of today, 2020, Flor Delish has a total of four biological children and more than 50 adopted children. She did not stop at 37. This, this massive adoption was seen as an unbelievable, almost superhuman act of charity. It catapulted her into the public eye as one of the kindest, most wholesome people in the country. And now there's even a film based on her life. Uh, The English title is Flor Delish. It takes but one word to change. Basta uma palavra para mudar. It's also like it's um, starring a lot of very, very big names in Brazilian cinema. So, I mean, she is absolutely a, a household name. And this story would have resonated uh, in the same way, a story about like uh, a massive celebrity or political figure here in the United States would have. So it was like a big deal over there. But we just don't really get any of that over here. It's something that we had to kind of do a lot of digging for. It's interesting. Yeah. Think about that. Uh a, a woman decides to take on the lives of all of these children to support them, to be the mother to them, right? I mean, that's incredible. And and she's continuing to do that. You can totally imagine why that part of her life, that, that story in her life is worth making a film about. That, that's, oh, yeah. an, um, that's an inspiring thing, if that's all you know. Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah, this is this is comparable in some ways to uh, to the fame enjoyed by Mother Teresa in her heyday before the uh, the abuse witnesses came out. You're right, Noel, about the actors. These are Brazilian A-list stars, the kinds of people who make millions as actors. Many of them refused to be paid for their performances because they thought they were doing a kind of a a good deed, a mitzvah, by by spreading the story of this this legendary um, grace, you know, this near saintly action. And the profits from the film, which did quite well, uh, went to support her enormous family. And so now, here we are, if we're her, uh, we have, (laughs) again... (laughs) A gigantic family, uh, we have, uh, at the very least, become one of the most popular, well-known people in Brazil or all of Latin America. Uh, we finally have enough money to buy a new house. What's what's next? 
And all of this led to, I mean, first of all, she's got this almost saintly kind of profile in, in, in her, in her country. Um, and all of this leads to a very high profile and fascinating and multi-tiered career, uh, that we're going to talk a little bit more about after one quick sponsor break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Um, as we were talking about before the break, uh, you know, Fleur de Lis almost attained already this kind of legendary status. These, you know, A-list uh, Brazilian actors are saying, no, I refuse to take any salary. I want to do this service, you know, to this amazing human being to spread the word, uh, to tell her story. Um, you really hit right on the head, Ben, very much a, a Mother Teresa type figure. So this, the film is, is an absolute blockbuster in Brazil. Um, she then 
uses that clout and notoriety to pursue her her first love, uh, I guess after God, would have been singing about God, gospel music. She already has this kind of captive audience, this, uh, this fan base that she just wants to grow um, even further. And she does just that um, she, because she's basically this cult of personality at this point. Um, she's this absolutely curated cult of personality. And... Should you wish, wait till the end of this episode, but should you wish, you can find her music on YouTube and you can find her albums on Spotify. I strongly advise you wait for the rest of the episode before you make that decision. Uh, but she, she, wasn't, um, she wasn't alone in her rise to fame because her husband, Anderson, was no, uh, no sit-at-home kind of guy, right? Right. No, no. He was out there uh, pounding the pavement for the Lord as well. Yeah. He was an enormously successful evangelical pastor. Uh, You can read a little bit more about the rise of the evangelical movement in the Atlantic. There's a great article called The Rise of the Brazilian Evangelicals that gives that gives a good sense of the cultural context but for for our purposes today just picture anderson as the one of the most famous religious figures in your part of the world right living religious figures i mean he's not quite the pope of course uh but he is he is someone that is very well known if you are an evangelical in brazil you're very much aware of this man the, he and his wife are a countrywide power couple, right? But things are things are getting weird behind the curtain. Things are definitely getting weird. I by the way, I imagine Anderson as uh Robert Tilton. I don't know if you remember that guy, but that's who I imagine him as in my head. Uh, I don't know if any of you know who Robert Tilton is. He he became famous for his compilations or compilations that were made of him where he, where he flatulates a lot, but he's not really, but it's the farting preacher. If you don't know what that is, then oh, yeah, the you'll, famous you'll farting out. preacher. That was your jam alive. back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. Robert Tilton is a real preacher, and he's a real evangelical guy. But I'm just imagining this guy as that. It's it might not be a good one to one, but <laughs> that's what I've got in my head. Um, I used to watch him when I was a kid growing up. It's really weird stuff. Is he is is the farting just part of his shtick, or is it just having a video catching him farting? No, he's not actually tooting at all. There's no, oh. there's no tooting whatsoever. <laughs> it's just something the internet made. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. That's just how people know him, I guess now. So the problem here is you've got, you've got several avenues of money for this family, right? You've got anything that's like coming in from that movie that was made. You've got Anderson's stuff going on over here with the uh, evangelical church, uh, all the money, I guess the money that comes in tax free uh, for all of that. Then you've also got, her whole career as a singer, right? There's money coming in there. You've got really three major tiers of money. I'm assuming there's other stuff too with real estate or other things that we just don't know about or privy. We're not privy to. But Anderson really starts grabbing the reins for all of that stuff. He starts taking over all of the family finances. And in a lot of relationships, controller finances can become a major issue. And in this family, it became a very big problem. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, financial imbalance leads us to the problem of hierarchy and consent, right? Can someone consent to one who controls them? Can they truly do so? That's a, that's a huge 
problem with human society, and it's compounded when the stakes are this high. I would add one more income stream, which would be uh, non-church-related donations to the family, but those are yes, those are yes. inconsistent, you know. Uh, so Anderson is not just taking control of the family finances, he's also taking control in a way, he's, he's almost fighting uh, a cold war with Fleur de Lich over the... Um, over like things as small as the chores in the house, over the uh, the decision making process for the family and this small army of children, and we want to plant that seed. That's that's what's happening behind the scenes. But if you were the average Brazilian at this point, it's still hunky dory. You know what I mean? Mother Teresa got married, and these children are growing up. They're doing well. What an inspiration. This fame, this religious base, and this secular fame in music became a wonderful avenue into politics. There was a calculation here, and Fleur de Lich first ran for a city council position in 2004. Then she ran for a mayoral position in 2016. And in 2019, very recently, to give you a sense of how the story develops, she was elected to the federal Congress in Rio. She was, uh, I think she got 200,000 votes. Uh, she's commonly referred to in the Brazilian media as the most voted woman for Congress, meaning that she was the most popular candidate there. And there is absolutely no denying that her religious background, her charity work all played a role in this election. I mean, if you had the chance to vote for someone you genuinely believed was the nicest person post-Jesus Christ, how could you not? Well, Brazil is also like infamous for having one of the most corrupt political systems like on the planet. Like, I mean, apparently there are so many people that just like use their vote as a protest vote and just make up like joke candidates because the kind of, I don't know, status quo is so corrupt and everybody knows it. They don't even want to participate in it. Like I think in the fifties, a uh, black rhino um, got more of the popular vote for like a city council position in Sao Paulo, uh, but obviously couldn't, couldn't be elected because you know, it's a black rhino. Um, but th it makes sense to your point, Ben, that someone like this would be just seen as a beacon of light in such a, you know, uh, rotten and corrupt system. Yeah. We've got a quote here from, uh, Camara.leg.br uh, website here. It's uh, Camaro dos Deputados. Uh, and it's just a quick quote from her when she was elected. I'm just going to read that to you right now. It says, I will fight for the family, for life, for the woman. I also want to look for resources for the communities, for the construction of sports courts in areas at risk. I will fight for children and adolescents to have an occupation and the traffic does not embrace them. Now that has gone through Google translate and it is not perfect. Um, <laughs> but you can at least get a sense uh, in English of what she's fighting for. And you can see that, you know, those are values that I think a lot of us would want to support on the face if you were going to go into a voting booth and cast your vote for somebody that maybe you identify with. Yeah, who's going to disagree? What are, what are, who, you're going to vote for the monsters in the race? I mean, it reminds me of the way that so many sketchy uh, private or government 
institutions and initiatives always have these innocuous, benign names like Project for a New American Century or, you know, Children and Puppies Playing Incorporated. <laughs> it's, it's calculated, right? You, you would feel like a bad person if you didn't cast that vote, perhaps. Uh, it's an appeal to, an, to emotion, and it's quite an effective one. She becomes a federal deputy for the state of Rio de Janeiro, and at the time of this recording, early September, she technically retains this position today. Unfortunately, as so often happens in life, she met with triumph and disaster, you know, one in each hand. That same year, 2019, her husband, the evangelical leader Anderson, was found murdered. Police began investigating. His body was found as he, you know, he had been clearly returning home on the night of June 16th. The family claimed that Anderson had been murdered in a botched robbery attempt. And this is perhaps where our story actually begins. Here's where it gets crazy. So the, the police are very well aware of who this woman is, right? They, they think the same. Uh, very, they have the same kind of public image burned in their mind as everybody else. But they have to do their job. So they begin investigating. And that's when they discover some bizarre facts. We talked about that age difference earlier. There's a reason that Fleur Delish is uh, 16 years older than her husband. Yeah. You see, <laughs> yeah, you see before he was her spouse, he was her adopted son. Oh, I feel like we need a dun-dun-dun sound cue there. I and mean, that's like the, the twist in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's in the sequel for that yeah. 2009 film. Before the two married, Anderson also dated one of, uh, one of Flor Dillis's other children, biological child, named uh, Simone. That's right. When Simone and Anderson broke up, Anderson and Flor Delis began dating uh, then. So police also found that before adopting that total of 51 children, Flor Delis had a uh, smaller family of about seven children. Um, the older kids, uh, the biological kids and the first five adopted kids were considered the A kids. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah. And then if you got an A team, uh, you got you got to have a B team. And that, that's what the other kids were considered, the B kids. The A kids could go to certain – they had, like, free run of the house, basically. Uh, they had all the privileges. The other kids were uh, confined to certain parts of the house. Uh, they also received better food. Um, the younger children were uh, given nothing but scraps in the B, the B kids, old pasta, you know, stale bread, stuff like that, that you would probably typically feed to like the dog or, or toss. Yeah. And this is important. People were not aware of this hierarchy outside of the family for a long time. Uh, this is what witnesses are talking about when they say that the public image did not match the practice in private. Reportedly, uh, the parents kept so many children as kind of a marketing ploy and a source of income 
So it was perhaps not as altruistic as it appeared to be in the media. Uh, one deputy involved with the homicide case said that the money from the ministry was directly used to maintain the luxuries to which uh, this individual had become accustomed. That's right. And there's one other thing here, but you know what? It's it, the next part is really messed up and we're going to save it until we get back from this next break. And we'll tell you why this very strange situation as we're, we're beginning to see it come to shape. It gets weirder. And there may have been, as we said at the top, some kind of cult going on here. We'll tell you right after this break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. We've returned. Um, anybody with siblings knows that uh, the feeling of favoritism is a horrible thing, even if it's just a, kind of a 
narrative we've made up in our own minds. This is real favoritism. And this was dangerous. There were allegations of abuse, but there were also firsthand reports, eyewitness reports and allegations of a cult. The following material may not be suitable for all listeners. One of these sons, adopted by the couple, uh, told the media that in the 1990s, he was forced to undergo an initiation process to become a member of the family. He was isolated, locked in a room, uh, dressed uh, all in white. Uh, He was on a subsistence diet of vegetables and rice. He said that he witnessed other children using their blood to write psalms in religious rites. And eventually, he was forced to undergo a purification ritual. This purification ritual was um, was sleeping with his adopted mother. Twist number two! Ooh. Yeah, <clears throat> well, that, it, yeah, it's a rough one. And again, this, these are alleged things, right? Um, it certainly isn't to say that we don't believe these children and, you know, younger adults who they're younger adults now who are coming forward and saying these kinds of things. Um, but they are alleged at this point. We have to can we have to keep that in there just so you're aware. Yeah. And and as you said, Ben, at the top of the show, this is an ongoing story. So we're reporting what we know based on uh, things that have been that have come to light thus far. And it is developing. So more of this will be confirmed or or what, what whatever it, it, where there's going to be more information that's going to come out uh, in the coming months and, and beyond. Yeah. The fog of war. Right. It's not just for a battlefield. If this stuff is true, it has the makings of a cult and. We are typically on the show pretty, pretty careful with the C word because one person's cult is another person's deeply held religious belief system. So we have to be careful uh, with this, but it does it does seem pretty cult like there were other strange religious rituals, bizarre sexual rites. Yes, all all kinds of things. I, I just wanted to bring up our past discussions of cults and one of the primary ways to identify a cult is whether or not there are people being targeted for recruitment who are at the lowest levels uh, on their luck, right? They're Ooh. the, they're not doing well. They have nowhere to turn to. And then the cult or the organization reaches a handout and says, Hey, we're here for you. Let us be the ones who, who take you in. And, you know, I can't say for sure. That's what happened with all of those children that were taken in by, by the family early on, but my goodness, I mean, who wouldn't be better to be shaped mind and body, everything, uh, but younger people who lost their families. That is a really good point. That I, This reminds me, getting where you're going, uh, we do, we did construct a guide, a checklist uh, for the defining characteristics of a cult, uh, check out our video on youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. Uh, this does, as you mentioned this, Matt, this does tick a lot of the boxes that we mentioned in that video, uh, deprivation of material goods and sleep, uh, task that you can never quite accomplish to the satisfaction of your superiors, uh, control of sexual relationships. That's a big one in cults. Uh, and also physical abuse, you know, uh, Fleur Delish was known to keep a, was alleged 
to have a baseball bat that she kept handy to hit the children, usually the bee kids that she found misbehaving. Her biological daughter, Simone, was kind of an overseer and used as a spy. Yeah, I mean, just, it's just, it's so disturbing. And, you know, that, again, that is all happening here. But the other thing is, the thing we mentioned at the top of the show, a murder. The the husband was murdered. And just before we jump into the un, the unfolding events that are happening right now and what went down over the course of a couple days there, I wanted to mention something that I'm not proud of. I, for a long time, would frequent the website LiveLeak.com. It's nothing against LiveLeak as an organization. I don't know anything about you, LiveLeak. Not talking down to you in any way. But the content that's posted there is often very grisly or something I don't want to watch, but I almost almost feel like I have to watch sometimes. When Whenever we're reporting on something where there's a video that the news won't show or you know some other organization won't put up and post or repost, LiveLeak generally is going to have it. And one thing that there's there's one type of video that is posted there a lot and it is uh robberies that occur in and around Rio, Rio de Janeiro. And a lot of times it they are attempted robberies as a vehicle is coming home to their house and there are generally gates. This is a massive generalization. It's not true for every home, but if there is a gated area for that home, many of these videos feature someone trying to get into that gate or stopping the gate from closing or ambushing someone just as it's occurring. I just want to put that in your mind as a very common, not extremely common occurrence. I'm not going to paint the entire uh, city of Rio de Janeiro as a dangerous place like that, but it is an unfortunate uh, side effect of having vast inequality existing in such close quarters um, in a city. And it's also, it's a point to the plausibility of what happens next, right? And what we're, that, yeah, what we're about to hear. Yeah. So the police investigation, it starts with a tragic but plausible event. And police learn that things were, as we alluded to earlier, not well in the house you know, when the cameras were off and when no one was doing interviews. Things were pretty chaotic leading up to the day of the homicide, again on June 16th. Anderson, you see, wanted a divorce. Flor Delish was against this for several reasons. First, financial reasons. A divorce would create pandemonium in the family because if they split it 50-50, think about it this way, uh, Anderson would get 50% of the family fortune, and then everybody else um, probably waited toward Fleur Delish and the A-Kids. Everybody else would have to split the other half between 50-plus people. That was a non-starter. And then the second reason is we have to consider this carefully crafted public image. A divorce would be a terrible, terrible look for such a highly regarded religious family. And there are quotes from... Uh, Florida Lee's herself saying, we can't divorce, it would be scandalous to God. So with with that note, it does feel that, at least in that, because that was an internal explanation to some of the adopted children, it feels like maybe there's some genuine belief there in, in terms of religious values, but it's kind of hard to square with the uh, later behavior. Okay, so outside of the 
the divorce, the um, the tensions that were existing there between Florida Leash and Anderson De Campo, I believe, um, Anderson. There was some other family tension going on between some of the children and Anderson, the the father, right, the father of the family, um, and and it's you know this is stuff that we're reading. Specifically, the English sources I th- are British, I believe, the ones that we're looking at, BBC, The Guardian. Uh, that's mostly where I'm looking at sources for this. But there are stories that are coming out about what is going down, about perhaps what the what some officials know, some law enforcement officials. But it's a bit tough to know exactly where some of the some of the information is coming from. Um, we'll we'll alert you whenever we can tell you like. It's more specifics, but here's here's the story that we know as of right now uh, on, what is it, September 9th today? Mm-hmm. September 9th, 2020. Apparently, Florida Leash and uh, at least one daughter, Simone, were attempting to poison Anderson prior to his death. Several times, mm-hmm. according to the stories there. At least um, six. Exactly. Uh, sev- there were some weird things going on with internet searches with Simone where she had been looking up how to use, uh, what were they talking about? Cyanide, I think. Cyanide. Uh, it's, it's strange to see people's internet searches. It's stuff like poison that is legal assassin yeah. where to find, you know, uh, Authorities, if you're out there, don't ever look at our internet oh searches. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh. I, I think about that every time we <laughs> get a new... Every time the company changes ownership or we get a new IT person, yeah. I always think just for a second, should I send them an email or should I just <laughs> let this surprise be something they they uncover organically? It's about the journey. But you're right. Uh, there were also there were also a lot of sexual tensions because uh, the the unfortunate person who talked about the purification right. Uh, was not the only person, uh, the only child sexually evolved, allegedly, uh, with the mother. Uh, And Anderson himself, apparently, was also known to sleep with some of the other adopted children. Some of the other adopted and biological children were also involved uh, sexually with one another. Yeah, I mean, there's some weird stuff going on there. Again, like... Ben said, all allegedly, same with the poisoning. But one one story that did come out of that poisoning, just before you jump back into to far to the other stuff, is that you know the target, at least according to the story, was always Anderson to get rid of this father figure. But a ton of people in the family, multiple people in the family, ended up getting poisoned um, on in all of these or in several of these various attempts where they're poisoning food. Right? That's that's how it was done. Uh, something that was going to be consumed, and then there's a ton of other people in the house, and somebody else ends up having a little bit of that poison and getting very sick, but not dying. So, as you said earlier, Matt, it is completely plausible, if tragic, for a robbery of this type to occur and for a homicide to result. However, this story makes national news because it is incredibly unusual for a federal congresspersons spouse to be murdered 
in cold blood. Again, consider the fact that this is uh, this is essentially the murder of a celebrity. You know, the odds are that uh, the robber. Well, the odds are pretty good that the robber, who whomever they may be, uh, if they got a good look at this person, they would have known who they were robbing. And even if this person was unaware of who they were robbing, the method in which Anderson was killed is um, is unlikely in that scenario. So uh, just think about all these things as we continue down the path here. Yeah, I mean, when he was uh, quote-unquote robbed uh, and murdered on June 16th, the story became a massive uh, sensation. The murder of a federal congressperson's partner was a huge deal. Uh, the news and social media um, absolutely ran with it. Um, and Florida Lee's, in an interview uh, during the funeral, um, wept openly and begged for, for justice to be done for her slain husband. Brazilian media was absolutely on fire with increasingly sensationalist claims. Um, there was all kinds of salacious little details coming uh, out of the woodwork. Things like allegations of swingers clubs uh, were were kind of front and center. Um, for a time, the story kind of became less of a big deal. It sort of fizzled until that is uh, this year when police finally got a break in the case. Um, they accessed the phone records of Anderson's immediate family and found out some pretty shocking things. Yeah, and part of the reason this investigation continued is because this person was a celebrity, because they were also uh, in a relationship with a prominent political figure and a prominent religious figure. Uh, you know, the hard truth of the matter is that a person standing in society has a tremendous influence on how deeply uh, crimes against them are investigated. That holds true for almost every part of the world. That's right. And he was shot 20 to 30 times. Mm -hmm. Right. In the, gro groin. Add, in the groin legs area. Add all of those things up. That's why the case kept going. Mm -hmm. And this is an important, if grisly, note because... Imagine if you were robbing someone and you threaten them with a gun uh, and you you discharge your firearm, uh, you would you stay? This was from a shotgun, by the way. Would you stay long enough to discharge that firearm that many times or would you hightail it so that you were not apprehended? There are obvious questions simply in the method of the murder here. And as you said, Noel, this investigation eventually shakes something loose. Law enforcement accesses the phones of Anderson's immediate family. And then one dark revelation after another falls like dominoes. Uh, all of those A kids that we mentioned earlier were in on a conspiracy to murder Anderson. At least that's what the police believe. They are accused of doing that. Uh, they, they all... We're on board with this, apparently. Again, they're the upper echelon of the family. And the people who pulled the trigger multiple times were not just random robbers. Uh, first, one of the adopted children named uh, Flavio or Flavio uh, is, is apprehended for this. And he said, you know, he is the one who's suspected of actually shooting Anderson. 
And he turned and said that his adoptive brother, Lucas, is the one who purchased the firearm. So this shows us two things. This shows us, first off, multiple actors in the homicide. And secondly, it shows coordinated planning. We've had enough time now to think about this murder that we realize it's smarter to put some distance between the person who purchases a gun and the person who discharges it. Because in that gap, in that chain of custody there, there's the perfect opportunity to say, well, my gun was stolen. Exactly. And then, again, you go back to those phones. And keep in mind, you know, even if you're not thinking about it, if you use a cellular device, uh, any kind of smart device whatsoever to do anything, to communicate with people, no matter how normal, how benign, or how salacious that communication is, it doesn't matter if like what you do to that phone, that information is there and authorities can access it if you ever get apprehended for any reason or another, or if they just decide they want to look in your phone for one reason or another. Um when Simone's phone, one of the children, um, was looked at, it showed very explicit searches for poison, like we mentioned at the top. Um, it it was poison specifically uh, that, you know, what, what did we say it was, Ben? Um, uh, cyanide, cyanide, like something about how how much cyanide kills mm-hmm. somebody or I forget exactly what it was. Pro- I was looking at the Brazilian usage, source, whether it's legal to buy it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and this was explained uh, by, by Simone as an attempt to help figure out what had sickened a neighbor's pet, a dog. Uh, so this, again, this is a attempt at an alibi. I don't want to be glib here, uh, but First, don't kill people. Don't plan a crime. (laughs) Uh, If you do, if you do want to uh, research something for any reason that you do not want people to know about later, then, for Pete's sake, put put some time into, you know, browsing a library or something because this, this kind of stuff is available. They took the phone, and like you said, Matt, it was very easy to follow the breadcrumbs here. Uh, in defense, if you do uh, want to commit a yeah. crime, use your phone. Use uh, <laughs> like make sure you log into Google and With you only locations. use Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Please, please do that. <laughs> yeah, this is this goes back to our our earlier conversation, which is a true story about our our very strange search histories on our work computers and probably on our phones as well. I don't know about you guys. I'm always reading something about this kind of stuff. Uh, the way <laughs> the, I was thinking about this, we took a little break off air and uh, I, I took a second to look at my search history and yeah, there's troubling things like Brazilian religious cult. And then there's other stuff like role of Kislar Aga in the Ottoman empire. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the eunuch in charge of the, the harems. And so, you know, throw mm. some obscure history in there. So they'll think, look, keep them this guessing. Person, May not yeah. be perfect, but they're, they're just a podcaster. That's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, just type, I'm just a podcaster in your search <laughs> history like every two days. Uh, <laughs> so, but you're, you're right. They did find this stuff. Uh, that explanation, as you can imagine, did not completely satisfy law enforcement. All in all, up to this point, 
11 people are going to end up being arrested in relation to this homicide. And there is a cinematic movie moment here. Uh, These suspects, because they have not been convicted, these suspects are rounded up in something called Operation Luke 12. And and Matt, uh, you know, for years I have deferred to your biblical knowledge. So what what's going on here? Why would they, why would they call it that? I, I love the high drama of the name, but I'm, I'm wondering, is it apropos? Relying on me for biblical information is your first mistake, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'll, I'll roll with it here. I spent some time in some churches. Um, it's, it's a reference to Luke 12, which is in the new Testament it's a chapter of Luke. And in this moment, yeah, uh, like in a lot of the New Testament books, Jesus directly addresses uh, his followers, right? His uh, his disciples, uh, whether it's you know the twelve major ones or just other people who are into what he's saying. In this case, he's talking to his disciples, and he says this: "There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight." And what you have whispered in the ear, in the inner rooms, will be proclaimed from the roofs. Um, gotta say, great job, law enforcement, to to find a Bible verse that <laughs> that uh, connects to this case and uh, really tells the story of what was happening here. There's something. There's there's one note about that I'd like to make. Uh, knowing the the powerful role of religion. In this case, I'm wondering if someone on the law enforcement side was, up until the point of this murder, themselves, you know, a follower, of or or just fans, right? Or just like, fans, uh, right? Appreciative of what they're mm-hmm. doing, right? I, mm-hmm. I can imagine there were probably numerous people in in law enforcement that felt that way about about that family, um, especially after that movie. I think that changed the hearts and minds of a lot of people, right? And so uh, the scandals continue to unfold. Two other children in the family are arrested on unrelated charges of uh, domestic abuse and drug trafficking. So things are getting increasingly uh, disturbing and ugly here. So what about the person that Noel mentioned earlier? What about Florida Leash herself weeping, holding an interview at a funeral for her deceased spouse, begging for justice to be done. Where does she square into this? Well, uh, police believe that, uh, you know, as we said earlier, police believe that she was the force behind the murder, that she was the the brain behind the trigger, right? And she, here's another twist, was not arrested. And this is fascinating. Another part of what we talked about at the top of the show, uh, possibly what leads to the Brazilian uh, political system being so corrupt. Uh, in Brazil, a congressperson can only be preventatively arrested to avoid the destruction of evidence, for example, um, if caught in the act. So there they have this thing there called parliamentary immunity, which Flor Delis holds. Um, and, and I was reading some, some articles about this and about the, the Brazilian political system. And, you know, there's a sense that this loophole has the potential to attract people that intend to do crime to these political posts. 
because it's literally like immunity from from any prosecution. Uh, detectives have pushed for her congressional status to be revoked, but thus far, uh, no go on that. Yeah, remember, we're still pretty early in the stages here, so we'll see how everything shakes out. But we do have to go back now and slightly alter our, our advice we were giving everyone about if you want to commit a crime. We're just going to say, go ahead and just get elected if you really want to commit <laughs> right. some crime. And uh, you'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, what's that old saying? Uh, what is it? If you want to go to prison for robbery, rob a bank. If you want to get rich for robbery, start a bank. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm paraphrasing there. I'm <laughs> yeah. styling on it a little, but we've been pretty careful to note that these are suspects. Again, no one's been convicted. We are very careful to note that there are allegations, even when they're eyewitness accounts, there are still allegations until proven in a court of law. But there are some people who don't share that same kind of careful caveating and that hesitancy. Those people are literally all of the detectives involved in the case. Like they said, uh, you know, uh, she, she can't be arrested. Parliamentary immunity. They've pushed for her congressional status to be stripped, to be revoked. And the investigators have publicly stated multiple times that they have zero doubt that Fleur Delish was the ringleader of this conspiracy. In fact, homicide chief Antonio Ricardo Lima Nunes noted that all in all, about 20% of the family seems to be involved in this homicide. So this is certainly something we're going to have to continue to look at. Hopefully, you know, justice, whatever... Whatever that means in this case will prevail in some way or another. But again, we're not going to know for a while. Um, so we're going to keep looking at it. We ask that you keep looking at it, too. Just, you know, if you find something interesting, let us know. If you hear anything, let us know. If you're in Brazil, especially, and uh, you speak Portuguese and you're able to read some of the initial reporting coming out, with some of the first... Uh, uh, the primary documentation that's coming out, that would be huge for us because we're having to rely a lot on translation and reporting from Western sources. I would just put that out there. Uh, but the biggest question we have for, for everyone listening is what do you, what do you think about all of this? Uh, everything that was going on with his family, with the way money was made by them, by this incredible story that Florida Leash had. Let us know what you think about the fact that there is certainly more than that initial movie about Florida Leash that will be coming out. <laughs> this is going to make for maybe a whole series on Netflix or something. Absolutely. Uh, please let us know. You can do so in the usual ways on social media, where we are Conspiracy Stuff, Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. You can also join our Facebook group, where we tend to have pretty regular conversations about new episodes that drop. And this one, I think, is going to be a particularly interesting conversation because it is such an ongoing story. So look to uh, Here's Where It Gets Crazy on Facebook for posts and updates uh, around the story and, uh, you know, join in the conversation. Um, if you don't want to do any of that, you can also uh, give us a call at one eight three three stdwytk or you can leave us a voicemail and maybe be featured on one of our listener mail episodes. Just be sure and let us know if you're okay with that. Hey, and remember, maybe you're watching this on YouTube, maybe you're not, but if you want to watch us do this whole thing, which, you know, is fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for you, too. You can find us 
at youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. We'll be posting as many videos as we can. They'll mostly be shorter clips from these podcasts, but you'll get little moments here and there from a lot of the episodes. We think you're going to like it. Uh, let us know what you think there. The comment section is open again, and we will be in it, especially Ben. He assures us that Ben will be in that comment section looking for everybody. So no trolls. Uh, you can troll if you want to. No, don't so, say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. There's no. nothing we can do about it. Oh, you're right. You're right. But don't invite it. Come on, man. That's you're like, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, um, then you can just uh, reach out to us the old-fashioned way by sending a good old email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.